Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to this edition of Veterans Corner Radio, information for and about veterans. For this Veterans Corner, Bill Hodges talks with Dr. Charles Slonim, Chief of the James A. Haley VA Hospital Optical Center in Tampa, Florida. Dr. Sloan explains the variety of optical services available to our veterans. With more than 14 specialties at the clinics and utilizing the resources of the University of Southern Florida Medical School, which is just across the street from the VA, this facility is a powerhouse in the field of optical care. You'll hear how they may provide services to you even if you come from outside their service area. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges. Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner Radio. And I have one of my favorite guests with me. We had him on the show a year ago, long before the coronavirus thing hit us, or at least we were aware of it. And he did a great job, and things have changed a bit. So I've invited him back. I have Dr. Charles B. Slonim. He's the chief of the James A. Haley Optical Center, which is a really big center. Dr. Slonim, so great to have you back on the show. Very nice to be back, Bill. Very nice to be back. Thank you. You have a huge optical center here with all kinds of people doing some great work. I can attest to that because just this past week, I had cataract surgery in my right eye, and if everything goes well, they're going to do the left, and I can get rid of my glasses, I think, because the right eye is just perfect now. I don't need glasses. And that's the way cataract surgery should go. Yes, we have one of the biggest eye clinics in the country in the VA system, and I'm noticing that you're wearing your glasses. Your glasses will change, and you probably won't need them after cataract surgery. Well, you know, actually, I am having a bit of a problem because the right eye doesn't need it anymore. Right. And in wearing them, the left eye is doing fine with the glasses, but the other side is clear if I take the glasses off. It's blurry. So I guess one of these days I'm just going to go without them and go with the left eye. But Dr. Scott did the surgery and, well, actually kind of supervised the surgery. You have a lot of young people moving through your center, and they get a lot of education from people like Dr. Scott, who I understand was one of your students. That's correct. Yes. Dr. Scott was one of my students and uh, she's an outstanding teacher. And we do. We're being part of the USF ophthalmology residency program. We have a residency program in ophthalmology that uh, trains the uh, young residents in the treatment and uh, uh, surgery of eye diseases. We also have an optometry uh, residency program uh, run by one of our optometrists, Dr. Toe. So we, um, we do train a lot of people here in the, the James A. Haley Eye Clinic. Yes, absolutely. Let's talk about what happens when we get to the clinic now so people will understand. When they come to the clinic, it's not like it used to be where you just walked in the door. You've got people standing outside, and it's fortunate because 
here we are in Florida and it's quite warm and it's beautiful, checking everybody before they ever get in through the door. That's right. We uh, are abiding by our rules with COVID screening. We take temperatures of everybody that comes in our door, including our staff, and basic questions as to whether or not the, uh, someone's had a new cough or fever, whether they tested positive for uh, the COVID virus, uh, have they been quarantined, uh, a few basic questions as well as uh, taking a temperature, and then uh, if they pass that, we will allow them access to the eye clinic. If they don't, and there's something that could be a potential problem, uh, we might send them to the emergency room or to their primary care doctor to uh, make sure that they aren't COVID positive and would not be spreading it to other veterans in our clinic or other staff members. Now, it's interesting. You have, I keep seeing signs posted all around the building in the various waiting rooms. You have 14 or more specialties there at your particular office. How many specialties do you have? Is 14 just a number or are there more than that? No, it probably is around 14. Uh, we have, luckily, uh, unlike many uh, uh, other VA systems, we have all the ophthalmic subspecialties that exist. Retinal specialty, glaucoma, cornea, ophthalmic plastic surgery, cataracts, strabismus as far as uh, muscles on the eye, neuro-ophthalmology. So we have all the subspecialties, all board-certified ophthalmologists that are in those subspecialties. And then we have an optometry clinic as well. So we have multiple doctors, each one with their own clinic. And uh, sometimes it's tough for veterans that are in our waiting room or are waiting. Uh, they see somebody go in front of them that they know was came, you know, after them, but they may be going to see another doctor and have a different appointment. And, and that can sometimes be difficult, to, just like any other doctor's office where there's multiple doctors and you see someone go before you. So how many veterans hospitals that we have, the VA hospitals have clinics as extensive as yours? Well, we are a very large clinic. Uh, I think orthopedics is also one of the one of the larger clinics, uh, but they're in the main hospital. As uh, you know, uh, uh, some of the clinics are off-site. Uh, our eye clinic is off-site on 46th Street between uh, Bush Boulevard and uh, Fowler Avenue. Uh, so we're off-site. And there's a number of other, uh, I think, dermatology is off-site. Uh, across the street from us is a mental health uh, uh, institute, uh, which is uh, an off-site uh, clinic uh, for the VA as well. I found it interesting, you know, we all do silly things on occasion. And I had got up in the middle of the night, thought I reached for the right bottle because my eye was dry and ended up with it really hurting. And I'd put some lotion that I used on stopping cuts into my eye. It couldn't have felt good. I called in urgent care. Urgent care said, go on in. And y'all took care of it and fortunately did myself no harm. You really do have 24-hour coverage. Yes, we do. Our uh, ophthalmologists take 24-hour coverage. If someone calls and they're with the emergency room for urgent care, they will get in touch with the ophthalmologist on call. If the veteran shows up in the ER, the ER doc may be able to take care of basic eye problems, but otherwise would call one of the ophthalmologists to take a call for that particular day after hours, 24-7. What are some of the unique things that this particular office has that other clinics may not have? 
Well, I think a full-service clinic, uh, we have lasers, we have all the measuring devices, uh, we have all of the equipment necessary to to make diagnosis, to take photographs, to follow patients uh, with some of their uh, conditions and diseases. And as I mentioned, we have all of the subspecialties present here. So if someone comes in for a routine exam and is found to have something else, maybe in the retina, maybe the pressure in the eye is up for glaucoma, Maybe the optic nerve looks a little suspicious. Maybe there's a little skin cancer on the eyelid. Before that uh, patient leaves, we can very frequently, if one of the docs is not in surgery, put them into one of the other rooms and actually be able to see them in that subspecialty before the patient leaves. Otherwise, we might bring them back for an appointment with that subspecialist. One of the things that I've found interesting is that when you go in there just to get a pair of glasses, you go through everything. They do every test imaginable, or at least it seems that way. I, I got to a point where I called community care once because I thought, well, I'll just get it done in where I live. I won't have to drive the hour up to the clinic. And I went into a local office, had my eyes checked, and they had me in and out in less than 20 minutes. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, if the VA takes over two hours, and I'm not talking about waiting, I'm talking about moving me from one room to the next. I don't want to have somebody outside do this. I want you folks to do it. Well, many times in the in the ophthalmic world, in the optometric world, a lot of conditions are hidden and the patient may not know it. By doing a number of screening tests, sometimes uh, where there might be a suspicion of something, these tests may show something that normally in a basic eye exam may not have found uh, a particular uh, condition or disease entity. What would you suggest as far as good routine health with your eyes. How often should you ask for an appointment with the VA? I think the a, a normal eye can be seen about every two years. Uh, a routine eye exam is not necessary uh, every two years, probably after the age of 40. Early on in the 20s and 30s, you can probably go three or four years without having an eye exam. If there is something going on, yes, more frequently, every year, every six months, whatever the condition calls for. As we get older, up in 50s into our 60s and 70s, there's still not necessarily a need for a yearly exam unless there's something that uh, we're looking for. For most patients that are over the age of 65, year, 18 months, if everything is fine, like now that you've had your cataract uh, removed, as soon as you have your other cataract removed, there's not going to be, unless you had other conditions inside, you probably won't need a change in glasses for many years and or even need glasses. And you may not need to come in, but once every uh, year or two, maybe just to check the pressure in your eye to make sure that the pressure is not going up causing glaucoma. But otherwise, it's um, probably every couple years as we get older and maybe once a year thereafter if there's something going on and sooner if there's truly a disease that has to be looked at. I have to go back to the cataract surgery because it's really interesting to me. Over a period of years as I came in and got checked, Our doctors said, well, you know, you're on the edge of it. You could have it if you think of it. And this time he said, you know, I think it's time. And I said, well, what would you tell your father? Because he's certainly young enough to be my son. And he said, I'd tell my dad, if you're in good health, go ahead and get it done. That's a good answer. When a patient has cataracts, whenever the lens of the eye becomes cloudy, which it does over time, typically starting at maybe the age of 50, 55, and it just starts to get a little cloudy, 
uh, it does reduce the amount of light that comes in the eye and therefore the vision uh, is compromised. But everybody is different. A mild cataract to one person that uh, only maybe reads the newspaper every now and then versus an accountant that needs to see, you know, the small print on everything. One may need to have the cataracts removed earlier than the other. And that's why the question that you ask is not uncommon. What would you do for your dad? That's not uncommon. And it's really I usually used to throw the question back at the patient and say, how bad's your vision? Uh, if I could clear it up, are you being compromised by it? Are, are you suffering from low vision? Then if the answer is, no, I can read the newspaper. I can see everything I need to see. That's fine. Then wait another year. Wait another couple years. On a rare, rare occasion, I will tell a patient, no, yours are pretty dense. Uh, even though you think you see well, I don't think I'd want to be driving behind you or in front of you. Uh, and therefore, I'm going to suggest that you have your cataracts done. But it's always up to the patient. Now I'm thinking as good as I can see, and I'm only three days having had it done. I haven't even gone through the second appointment yet. Why wouldn't I have had it done a year ago or two years ago? Is there a risk? Why do we put it off, I guess? Well, anytime your eye is opened and someone, a surgeon that is, is playing around on the inside of your eye, there is a risk of blindness. It's a very low, low risk. Probably one out of every 3,000 patients may get a, an infection that causes the vision to be worse than it was originally. Uh, we take every precaution to prevent that. But as with I any guess. surgery, minor or major, there's a risk with it. So you, one always has to balance the risk-benefit ratio. And if, if you're not really bothered by your vision, then you're not going to benefit anything. So why take the risk? as low as it may be. But if you think that you would enjoy much better vision than what you have, if you're suffering from glare, uh, halos around lights because of the cataract, well, then the, uh, uh, then the risk-benefit ratio is in your favor to have the surgery. I guess if I had it to do over again, I would have had it done two years ago. I did not realize the significant difference in getting this cataract surgery in the way my eye is responding to it being able to see things and read things that I, I didn't even know existed. I asked my wife on a microwave, what is that? She said, oh, it's been there forever. And I said, I didn't see it. Your comment is about the same as 90% of patients who have the cataract surgery and then say, I should have done this a long time ago. And then from my standpoint of uh, eyelid surgery, the benefit is in some patients, it's, I can't believe I look like this. How do I make myself look younger now that I can see the way I look in the mirror? So well, I'm coming back for that now. Okay. Well, that's always a, a risk that you may not like what you see uh, when you see so well. Oh, well, that's a shame. Although <laughs> I am seeing the wrinkles that I didn't see before. There you go. There you go. Is there something I should have asked you that I haven't asked you? I don't think so. I think, uh, again, our, our eye clinic is uh, one of the top in the country. We're one of the busiest. We have a, a great, 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 great number of outstanding surgeons and, uh, and eye doctors. Um, we take very good care of everybody that we have, all of our veterans. Uh, uh, the numbers, that, like I said, that we're taking care of, we find diseases we find and we treat them we treat them uh, with lasers with surgery we just have an all-around clinic that has all the subspecialties uh, available well you know we talk about the great doctors you have and that's important but you really have some really good support staff 
Mr. Coleman is just an absolute delight there at the front end to talk to. I never go out of the facility without going by and saying hello to him. And your two schedulers, JJ and Carol, when I had this eye done, there was some complications on getting appropriate things from a cardiologist and so forth. And both of them worked as a team, both throughout the day and into the early evening to get those things. And I just can't say enough for your support staff. Well, I definitely appreciate that. And for our veterans, since as much as we appreciate their service to us, we, we can't do enough for them as we see them. We have a staff of 85 here in the eye clinic. We have 36 ophthalmic technicians, along with all the doctors, the schedulers. And uh, like I said, we can't do enough for our veterans who have served us well uh, in their capacities. My guest today has been Dr. Charles Slonim. He's the chief of the James A. Haley Optical Center, and it really is a huge center. It's beautiful. Thank you for being on the program with me today. My pleasure, Bill. Thank you very much for inviting me, as always. Ladies and gentlemen, you're unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell yourself so often because you are, you know, and we'll talk to you again very soon on Veterans Corner Radio. You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Here's a quick final thought. If you're enjoying these podcasts, why not take a minute to subscribe or mark Veterans Corner Radio as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be set to be among the first to find out when new podcasts are published. And thanks again for listening to Veterans Corner Radio.